0: From Russia with Love is one of the best all-time James Bond movies because it was a real espionage movie, not laden with gadgets, but with a solid plot, solid acting, and brilliant writing. One of the characters who deserve to be in our character spotlight is Rosa Klebb, played flawlessly by Lottie Lania. She adds so much dimension to this movie through both her character's persona and Lottie Lania's acting as she becomes Rosa Klebb. So let's swing our spotlight onto Rosa Klebb. Yeah,
1: I'm really looking forward to this one because she's such a great character.
0: She is.
1: All right, so now in the book, she was Colonel Rosa Klebb, and she was a woman to be feared. She, I mean, She's described as having the most important instinct, the sex instinct. <laughs> now, Kronstein was certain she was a neuter, having had sex with men and women, maybe enjoying it physically. But the sex was, quote, from Fleming, no more than an itch, unquote which, quote, relieved her of so many human emotions and sentiments and desires, end of quote. I love the way that Fleming describes her here.
0: That says so much right there. That says so much about her character.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the essence of coldness in a person, which is exactly what she needs for her job. Yeah. Now, Fleming also describes her as a skilled torturer. In fact, she would let no torturing take place without her. She kind of enjoyed it. (laughs) She had this bloodstained smock and a stool. And the one to be tortured was lying on a table with her head hanging over. And she would sit there calling out torture numbers like (laughs) number one or number 10, etc. And change it when she heard the screams. I mean, this is one evil woman. Yeah. The book said she would, quote, breathe in the screams as if they were perfume. Oh, I and love just, that. It just is. listen to, think about that. <laughs> Breathe in the screams as uh, though they were perfume. I mean, she it's, it's it. just, Oh, great! And Tatiana and everyone knew about her reputation. Yeah. So Fleming has a great background on Cleb in the book, and Lada Lenya carries this into the movie. Although we don't see all the torture.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a great background for her because when now you you overlay this with what she does in the movie, and you could see now the terror in other people and you could see the terror in her face this is what we're going to talk about how great she is at transferring this character from the book to the screen we first meet Cleb very early in the movie and she looks worried as she is speaking to number one after the kronstein chess match number one of specter
2: Siamese fighting fish fascinating creatures brave but of the whole stupid yes they're stupid except for the occasional one such as we have here who lets the other two fight while he waits waits until the survivor is so exhausted that he cannot defend himself and then like specter he strikes i find the parallel
3: amusing
2: our organization did not arrange for you to come over from the Russians just for amusement, number three.
0: All right, now remember, we were first introduced to the concept of Spectre in the movies in Dr. No, but we never saw the organization or anyone who ran it. We just knew Dr. No was part of it as he dismissed the East and West and he focused on Spectre. Now, here in From Russia With Love, we're seeing some of the guts of Spectre, and we are introduced to Spectre here as Rosa Klebb is present, addressing Number One, who is stroking the white cat. We do not see Number One's face, just see the hands and the cat, and hear his voice, which, by the way, we know the hands stroking the cat are Anthony Dawson's, another connection to Dr. No, as he played Professor Dent, of course, and the voice of Number One, Blofeld, here is Eric Pullman. Now, this is brilliant. Kleb is intently looking at the Siamese fighting fish. Her eyes are fixated on them. And we heard the quote. She looks worried, as number one explains how the one lets the others two fight and so on. And when the survivor is too exhausted to defend himself, as he said, hey, the one observing strikes just like Spectre. This is fantastic. Yeah, now I, I know really, a lot. I, I
1: really like this in, in for a couple yeah. of reasons. One is it kind of sets the story up a little bit. Yeah. But if you look at her face as he's describing oh, it, it's just so fantastic. Cool.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So we're hearing about the nature of Spectre here and the parallel between the fish and Spectre. That's a throwback to Dr. No once again here, maybe, as the fish fighting could very well be the reference to the East and the West battling it out, as Dr. No pointed out to Bond during their conversation at dinner in Dr. No. And as Club finds the parallel amusing, and we heard number one say, hey, we didn't arrange for you to come over here from the Russians for amusement. And he calls her number three. So she's up there in the Spectre organization, even though she's new. So, but that comment by number one <laughs> really has her face clenched and worried. Well, as
1: you're, as you're saying, her face looks worried, right? <laughs> because... We they they show us her face, and yeah. her reaction to the fish, yeah. and how it parallels what number one is saying. Yeah, and we learned so much from her face here because she's stern, she's terrified or unsure, I guess. I yeah. mean, as she speaks and her, I love how her eyes dart towards number one as she says yeah. she finds it amusing. Her eyes tell us that she's not certain number one will like what she's saying. Yeah, and her face. Is looking for a reaction. I mean, it's great directing and great acting here.
0: Yeah. This little clip shows us so much of her potential and her power as an actor, but it shows us so much about the character. Both Spectre's character, as number one, being, you know, hey, we're not taking any crap from anybody here, including you, who we just brought over, and the terror that is in her because she's new. She doesn't know a lot about this guy yet. So this is fantastic.
1: Okay, so let's see the next part of the scene.
0: Yeah.
2: Come in, Kronstein. Sit down, number three, while we listen to what number five has devised for us. <laughs> All
0: right. I, I love this. Again, what a great setup, right? When Kronstein enters, she turns to the door. And then the number one is if to say, what's going to happen here? She doesn't know what's going on again yeah, it's like no, it's
1: like all of a sudden this new new guy's coming in
0: yeah again for her no words are spoken here but all of this is communicated to us by her body language her turn her gaze at the door and then to number one and we feel the tension because of rosa kleb it's, it's this brilliant stuff she's yep. fantastic here
1: yeah she doesn't say a word with her mouth but she says a lot with how she acts this. <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely I hope
3: Cronstein's efforts as director of planning will continue to be as successful as his (laughs)
0: chess. All right, we heard her say that because she wants to take the the pressure off of her and put it on number five. Now, again, Cronstein, we think, has been around, Inspector. We don't know for sure how long he's been around, but he's number five. She's number three. So there's going to be some immediate tension there, right? He's coming in as number five, so she here is kind of like, hey, I hope he... His plans are are as successful as his chess because all I'm going to do is execute his plans. So this is good. Her face and her words here show she's not really sure of herself yet or of the situation yet. She was a Russian spy, and now she moved over to Spectre. So she really does not know what to expect, what may happen, how things happen, or how merciless. Number one is she's genuinely worried. And this reality shows brilliantly on her face i mean pay attention to her eyes she is a master with her eye movement and she can tell a complicated story with her face yeah
1: and <laughs> just, when you say that with her eyes she never looks at kronstein yeah when she's talking to blofeld she's looking at him and her eyes just kind of flick over when she whenever she's mentioning number five
0: yeah yeah she's looking for and, for uh reassurance and,
1: yeah well i also wasn't sure if They may have had a past. I don't get the impression from this that she either likes nor trusts number five because she she knows what his plan is. So there's something had to happen here before this that we don't see.
0: Maybe and maybe not, because I think she she definitely does not want her to be responsible and held accountable by number one, who she knows is going to be a vicious guy. If Kronstein's plan fails because it's his plan. Not her plan. She's yeah. gonna execute it. So well, I that's think. true. She,
1: I just, I just think she would have looked at him if she had. Again, she's scared. Yeah, that, that scared. could be. That could yeah, be. Yeah,
0: she's scared. And her, again, her facial reaction is concern and terror all at once. And this is not the last time we will see this terror on Club in this very same room, as we know what happens later. So remember, from Russia with love is a revenge outing for Spectre on Bond for killing Doctor No. This underlies all that is going on. Yes, Kronstein will make the plan to get the lector from the Russians and needs the British Secret Service to help. But again, this is a plan against Bond. Not only to get the lector and sell it again, but you get Bond.
1: <laughs> well, and that's kind of interesting because in most of the series, well, let's forget Daniel Craig's version of the series because we should, but in most of the series, <laughs> there's not a lot of continuity where other missions are referenced. But here, getting Bond is a big part of this because of Doctor No.
0: Yes, and they want it. They actually want to kill Bond, right? They're gonna. That's that. That's their plan. Get their revenge for him killing Doctor No. So, as Scratzine tells his plan, Cleb's face again is to be watched. You gotta stare at it and look at it. She looks with her eyes at Kronstein and quickly back at number one, like you were saying, and her lips part a bit as though she is taking a scared breath as she hears the plan. This is magnificent acting. That little lip movement where her lips part is fantastic because it really shows she's taking that little scared breath. Like, oh, what's going to really happen here? Is number one going to be supporting me if this plan fails? Or is he going to, you know, whack me? She obviously was aware of Kranstein's plan because she is asked by number one if she's ready to carry out the plan. So mm. and uh, the help of
3: the British Secret Service. Naturally, neither the Russians nor the British will be aware.
1: So Her I mean, absolute...
0: that, that was Kranstein t- um, talking and we know he's they're going after bomb, but they need his help first and then they'll kill him. <laughs> All right. She says,
3: yes, number one, the operation will be organized according to Kranstein's plan I have selected a suitable girl from the Russian consulate in Istanbul. She's capable, cooperative, and her loyalty to the state is beyond question.
0: This is, again, fantastic, right? She's, she has everyone she needs already selected. Her face is serious. Her voice is steady, yet a bit shaky as we listen to her discussion of the operation and the use of her eyebrows. Well, she raises them as she says, the operation. And that shows you something. When you raise your eyebrows while you're speaking, you're either emphasizing a point, showing that you're listening and understanding what has been said, or it may show disapproval. In this case, we do not think she's showing disapproval. She's not going to be disapproving of number one. But she's using it as a punctuator during her speaking. Yes, I have a plan in place and the people we need are ready to go. She says that with her eyebrows. I mean, this is... This is yeah, and
1: it's... And she keeps going with this, I'm not looking at Kronstein. She's looking at Blofeld, and her eyes just dart over to Kronstein when she mentions his plan. I'm going to do his plan, and her eyes dart, kind of like, yeah, this guy's plan, not my plan.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. That's so exactly. She's going,
1: If the plans don't work, these are his plans, right? That's don't, exactly
0: what she's trying to establish,
1: yeah. Don't, don't come back at me. And we'll see this little exchange that we're talking about now. It's going to be reenacted in the same room, and Kronstein and Club will be there with number one, and then Morzini will be there yeah, a little bit yeah. later in the movie. Yeah. I, I just love that her facial expressions and movements are directly in sync with what she's saying, and because of that, she's saying much more than the words she's saying, and she's doing that with her face. It's just yeah. fantastic.
0: Yeah, fantastic. It is. Now, number one's concerned that Russia might have spilled the beans on Rosa Klebb's defection. And that the Russian spy that Kleb intends to use, Tatiana, might know that Kleb has defected to put the plan in jeopardy. But so now she must defend herself to number one.
3: <laughs> it's most unlikely she would know I'm now working for Spectre. Moscow has kept my defection secret from everyone but a few members of the Presidium.
0: All right, so she, she's defending herself there and saying, no, nah, no, nah, that's not going to happen, number one. Don't worry about it. Wow, how tough is Spectre? Number one's response for your sake i hope so (laughs) he is a
1: ruthless bastard isn't he
0: (laughs) he is a ruthless well we, we don't know we're just learning this right if she was not worried enough before she should be now she may be doubting herself for leaving her motherland russia at this point number one ask kronstein about his plan and it is this exchange that kronstein spells out that the british will send james bond of course and that Spectre can now get the revenge on James Bond for killing Dr. No. So all that's great.
2: Let his death be a particularly unpleasant and humiliating one.
3: Good. I shall put my plan into operation straight away. And there will be no failure.
0: Yeah, you got to love this too, right? Make Bond's death a humiliating one. <laughs> oh, man. And he say, Dan, what do we say, always,
1: what do we always say? Just shoot him.
0: Just shoot him. <laughs> but I mean, he's, he's saying this as, as number one is saying this as he feeds a fish to his cat. <laughs> you look at Kleb's face, and there's this, whoa, this is a bigger plan than I thought. Look in her face. I mean, it's just terrific. We immediately switch to one of our favorite scenes with Kleb, her trip to see Red Grant. This is so well played by everyone, especially Body Lania.
1: Yeah, no, I, I will point out, we, we, we always talk about Red Grant because he calls him that in the movie. I mean, in the books, but he he actually doesn't call him Red Grant in the movies. It's just yep. Grant. So in the novel again, during the inspection of Grant, he's totally naked, and hey. Cleb was touching him and probing him, and she smacks him with brass knuckles. In the book, they call them, I think, knuckle dusters, but we call them d- brass knuckles here. Yeah. we see that scene where she hits him with the brass knuckles in the movie as well but that does come out of the book
0: yeah yeah they they couldn't let him be naked here in the movie in 1963. so he's got a towel around him but that's all he's got on him and she's looking him over right so we we, we see this masseuse stripped down to give red grant the rub down of course you, you can't do that with a skirt and blouse on apparently
1: well they'll get oil on him.
0: broad <laughs> panties is much better then we hear a helicopter approaching, and it is bringing Cleb to Spectre Island here. Hi.
2: Welcome to Spectre Island. Great honor.
0: Yeah. Now, you'll notice here that it's likely that this is the same helicopter that they will later use in the chase where Bond shoots it down with his AR-7 rifle as the co-pilot was about to drop a hand grenade on Bond. It's a Hiller UH UH-12E helicopter used for the movie. And Kleb uses the same helicopter here as she lands on Spectre Island.
1: And you sat in that helicopter.
0: And we sat in that helicopter, right, because the Ian Fleming Foundation, who collects James Bond vehicles and puts them out for exhibition terrific organization, has this helicopter, and uh, we were in that helicopter.
1: <laughs> okay, so as a little bit of an aside here, yep. From Russia with Love was the first Eon production movie to feature a helicopter, and every Bond movie that has been produced since, except The Man with the Golden Gun, has a helicopter in it. <laughs> ah,
0: you know, that's pretty interesting. I love ah, the fun okay. stuff like that. Man with the Golden Gun, that's right. Then Yeah, wow, that's pretty
1: cool. So always look for the helicopter.
0: Always look for the helicopter.
1: All right. right, So let's see what happens when she gets out of the helicopter.
0: I hope you had a pleasant flight.
3: My time is limited. Is the man I requested ready?
2: His dossier. Good.
3: Donald Grant, convicted murderer, escaped Dartmoor prison in 1960, recruited in Tangier 1962.
1: Excellent. She's all business
0: all right here, here here's a great a great shot of her right and the difference between what she was doing in front of number one and now so club gets out of the helicopter with authority when Morrison he tells her that he wishes he had a good flight today hey, you know my time's limited you know is the man ready did I want it so all this bam 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 down the business she's tough now and more now in her element the scene shows a different side of club after all she's number three so she's up there her body language and face say all of this as well as she speaks with morzany and reviews donald red grant's dossier this is the russian deserter that specter hired and wanted this is rosa kleb at her best now yeah, she's and, in I, control. and i like
1: how you say you know, we see a different side of her yeah right because she's in charge right now Yep. and Ladalene is just flawless in the way she communicates to Morsini here. And to us, this is what Kleb is really all about. She's a brutal force on whoever side she's on. And here, she's on Spectre's side.
0: Yep, terrific. Now, there's one part of the scene that really brings out who is in charge here.
3: Where is he now?
2: At the lake. Bring him to my office, will you?
3: Take me to the lake.
2: Through the training area.
0: All right, Club asks Morzany where Grant is, and he said, by the lake. She said, hey, take me to the lake. So for a, for a second, and it really is a second, or maybe two seconds, Morzany leans into Cleb as if to take her arm and lead her to his office. Yeah. And she's like, she leans backward enough so he cannot touch her, stares at his hand near her elbow, and then stares at him disdainfully and says, take me to the lake. <laughs> this is great acting she's spectacular here in a couple of seconds that screams I am in control here now wow this is a powerful moment for Clip
1: oh it absolutely is and the the look on her face when <laughs> she like backs off like how dare you touch me you stupid sw-, you know <laughs> you stupid low life whatever number you are you must be on number 152 I'm number three you don't touch yeah. me <laughs> yeah
0: that was fantastic absolutely yeah, it was fantastic. really was. To get the grant, they're going to walk through the training grounds, as he said.
2: I hope our work here meets with your approval.
3: Training is useful, but there is no substitute for experience.
2: I agree. We use life targets as well.
0: I mean, this is fantastic too, right? To walk through the training grounds, she struts with confidence, looking left and right at what is going on with guns firing for target practice, karate exercises. But when she slows down to watch the flamethrower weapon, Morzini and his guy slow down too. And they step behind her. They're a step behind her. And when she quickens her pace again, they do as well. And really, basically a step behind her all the way. This is in deference to her being the leader here and in charge. They must please her, and they know it. (laughs) Hey,
1: come on, Dan. Who hasn't been out with their boss and had to suck up a little bit? (laughs) Come on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, here they're doing it, and it's obvious. And and she and the rest of them plays this off brilliantly. Great.
1: Well, and I also love the fact that she slows down in front of the flamethrower because, to me, that's one of the craziest weapons because – if you just ran through yeah. the flame, you probably wouldn't get singed that much if you, because there's the guy running behind it. Right. But, but I just love she, yeah, she yeah. slows down well, at that we, scene because I love a, th- a flamethrower. It looks great on screen.
0: Yeah. And we see flamethrower, we, right? We see flamethrowers later in uh, Die Another Day. And hey, they use flamethrowers in World War II, real ones. So eh, this is cool. Anyway, it shows again who is in charge. And now she's in her element.
1: I mean, now, as they're walking through that scene, through the practice area, they emerge into another practice area, but it looks exactly the same as the one they just walked through. It's like they repeated this scene, reusing the set. It was kind of kind yeah. of funny when you watch it.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. I, I, I mean, I think there isn't any doubt it is the same set that they walk, that they just walked through and they're walking through again. It's like, ah. all right that's pretty funny. Get Their money's worth out of that set. And then when they
1: get to the (laughs) training area, they're just on this walkway and you didn't hear the gunfire until they got into range, maybe 10 feet away. And to me, that just, I just, (laughs) it cracks me up because it's like, yeah, you should have heard that as you were walking. And I also love the way on that walkway she's on, she's in her low heels and she walks on the walkway, but Morsany and the henchmen, Walk in the dirt. Now, it could be because it's just yeah, she's in cool. control and that's deference. But her shoes may not do as well in the dirt as their shoes because she's got a little heel. So I don't know. But it just <laughs> it just this this scene, I love the scene, but the, the second take they do on it when you're looking at it, it, it does make me laugh.
0: Now, when Rosa Club and Morzani and his guy arrive where Grant is being massaged, there's a brief moment again where Lottie Lanya shows how good she is as Kleb. So she stands looking at Grant on the ground. Morzani is to her right and the other guy to her left. Their chins are down. Her chin is up, a sign that she is confident and in charge and likes what she sees. This subtly is astounding. Great directing too, perhaps, but more than likely just great acting. This is a fantastic shot.
1: Good, really good acting on all three of their parts because she's showing that confidence and they're showing we're a step yes. back, which is kind of nice.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And they are behind her. <laughs> fantastic stuff. All right. Club says to call well, and Grant. And I love this he because
1: she won't call him. <laughs> and they call him, and Grant comes over, stands up, and she doesn't say a word, but for like 10 or 12 seconds, mm-hmm. She says a lot with her body as she's checking him out. Is this specimen? And boy, he was a specimen. Is he going to be what she wants? Yeah.
0: Well, she's, yeah, she's glancing down in his towel. That's the only thing he's wearing. Of course, in the book, as you said, he, he had nothing on. <laughs> Much like in the Dr. No novel with Honey Ryder. Fleming, Fleming liked
1: his naked body. He had nothing on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Back to the movie here. She then walks around him looking him over up and down almost with desire because when she is behind him looking up and down and looking at his butt her mouth is open for a second and you can see her tongue responding this is this is a shot that everyone in the world will probably miss unless you're looking for this kind of thing it's amazing acting again and this is a split second it's just a subtle piece of acting that she does here that shows a lot about what she's
1: to the other thing with this is she is not a large woman right she's she's pretty tiny and she's look she's checking out grant here who's just in great physical shape and bigger and he's oiled so his body glistens as she's looking at him and there it does definitely look like there's some desire there
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look at her body language. It means that she's either shocked, frightened, or here it is excited. We think it's the last. She's excited. Next time you watch this or you're watching it on our YouTube channel, you will agree with us. It's very easy to miss. This well, and remember
1: in the book gesture. how she was, you know, how sexual she was, right? So it's kind of interesting. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And she was touching them in the book.
1: Now, we mentioned that she hits him with the brass knuckles. Listen to how she responds.
3: He seems fit enough. Have him report to me in Istanbul in 24 hours.
1: And then she walks away.
0: (laughs) Who's in control here now? (laughs) She is. Great dialogue. And again, much different, right, than the conversation with number one.
1: Okay, so next we're going to cut to Istanbul. And we're going to see Tatiana approaching a building. And we see Grant's watching her. And this is probably, I think, Latalanya's strongest part of portraying Kleb. I mean, this is basically her interrogating Tatiana. And she seems to like Tatiana, (laughs) or at least is giving that illusion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In certain ways. Yes. Governor of State Security, Tatiana Romanova. Come in. All right. So, so in this scene Kleb opens this door and I love the squeak in this door. It's like dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's a bad omen. Right. And Kleb tells her to come in yeah. and this scene, it, the set is just fantastic. The lighting in here, and the light from the windows yeah. for focus, it's just awesome the way they did this. And Cleb is set up to look authoritative without question. She's in charge here. Oh, yeah. And in this room, yes, she's going to ask some tough questions and make some stark and threatening statements. And again, she's a smaller <laughs> woman. And I'm not saying Tatiana's a large woman, but compared to Kleb, the one in charge, She's larger than her.
0: This is a great scene. Kleb is holding this long baton in her hand, too, which I love. It's a threatening message for Tatiana. Remember, Tatiana is still working for the Russians, and Kleb is now a Spectre agent, but Tatiana still thinks Kleb is working for the Russians. Smirch. So Kleb is dressed in this military uniform and is foreboding and dominant, even though, like you said, she's much shorter than Tatiana.
1: All right. So now, as an aside here, what's really nice is when this scene goes forward, Rosa sits down at the desk and she puts on these very thick glasses when she's reading Tatiana's dossier, but wait a minute. She was reading the dossier on grant and she didn't have any glasses on, but here, yeah. yeah so Spectre is Island. it, is it yeah. that she's got these glasses on mm-hmm. as a prop? Maybe it's to make her look meaner or sterner or scarier. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, Maybe. but. It is interesting that she didn't need them when she was reading about Grant, but she needed them when she was reading about Tatiana.
0: Yeah, they're Coke bottle glasses, as they used to say. All right. club gets personal here, though.
3: Take off your jacket. Turn around. Hmm. You're a
1: fine-looking
3: girl. Sit down
0: and i remember the book what what you were saying in the beginning she was very sexual in the book but to get her way to get her job done whatever she had to do she would do and here she's she even gets more personal i mean well it's
1: ah. and it's interesting because to me it's just like you're a fine looking girl like was she trying to give her a compliment but she said it in that stern voice of hers, so it didn't really sound like she was really meaning what she was saying
0: no. I think she I think she meant what she was saying, that she was a fine looking girl, but I think it's because she's sexually attracted to both men and women from the book, as we know, that hey, she's and she's gonna do something that shows that she's
1: or at least makes her, Tatiana right? believe so,
0: that she is. Well, yeah. She gets right. more personal.
3: And then you have had the three lovers. What is the purpose of such an intimate question? You are not here to ask questions. You forget to whom you're speaking.
0: <laughs> I love that. This is fantastic. Again, right? Hey, you had three lovers. She knows the history of Tatiana. And, hey, Tatiana, what the heck are you asking that kind of stuff for? And I, I love how she slams her baton on the desk right on the word no. not. You are not here to ask questions. You forget to whom you are speaking. This is, look at Club's face here. She is stern she's like chiseled marble really that's how tough and stern she looks I mean, it really is she she's just fantastic here and and on the word forget she force forcefully moves her head left to right disapproving of the question all with her head reinforcing the words that she's speaking every aspect of her voice and face intimidate tatiana kleb is cold Tatiana is entrapped, but Tatiana recovers and says she was in love. That's why she had. Well, and
1: person. again, uh-huh. to me, this whole dynamic here of her having to do that with the baton and everything is interesting to me because she's in charge. But I don't know if it's because Ladylena is so small, as a person, you know, physically as a person, that she doesn't. Sh- she needs to do stuff like this to show her forcefulness and that she's in charge.
0: Well, you know, and she is still uh, a Russian agent as far as Tatiana knows. So, you know, and and she's a big, a big uh, agent in the Russian uh, agency, right? So eh, Tatiana's going to be afraid anyway, but she's really making her afraid. So she keeps going about Tatiana and the man. And if you were not in love, then what would have happened? <laughs> Why? Because Kleb needs Tatiana to do whatever she has to do with Bond. To trap him that's where tatiana or to that's honey where trap kleb him? is going here when <laughs> you know, whatever she has to do just like kleb would do when kleb sits on the front of her desk facing tatiana who is sitting in a chair this is a powerful encounter and lenya plays it convincingly
3: corporal i have selected you for a most important assignment its purpose is to give false information to the enemy
1: yeah, and what's cool here is as she's talking to her, Cleb puts her hand on Tatiana's knee. Now remember when Morzini tried to put his hand on Cleb's elbow at the helicopter, she pulls back, like, how dare you touch me? But here, I can touch you. Right? And and so this was yeah. pretty racy for 63. I mean, it was definitely a sexual come on. And and here Tatiana right. uncrosses her legs to move. Kleb's hand away. A little different way she handled that than the way that Kleb handled it when Morzine touched her elbow.
0: Oh yeah, in the book it goes much further, which gives us even more insight into this scene because it's a fantastic read in the book. This whole scene from the book, Kleb tells Tanya that Tatiana that she must fall in love and have sex with the British spy, and that her body belongs to the state. This is what she tells her in the book to give false info to the British, right? And just like you were saying, and there is a whole section on Rosa dimming the lights and changing into a see-through gown, trying to seduce Tatiana. But was Kleb sexy in her gown? Uh, she looked like the oldest and ugliest whore in the world. That's Tatiana, right. That, Tatiana, that that
1: that sexy. she looked like. That's right out of the book, right? Yeah, that that's right, right
0: out of the book, right out of the book. But in the movie, just the knee thing is going on. But the hint is there of seduction and woman-on-woman sex. Now, lesbianism or women loving women sexually in the 60s, well, here are a couple of points. Kinsey Report, 1953, estimated that 20% of women had a same-sex encounter in their study, sexual behavior in the human female. That's pretty amazing, 1953, that was. But in general, it was not talked about or shown. And it got to be a bigger, bigger thing as the 60s went on. But here, in 1963... It was slow going, so you didn't have a lot going on, or a lot being shown in 1963 in films, for sure.
3: From now on, you will do anything he says. And if I refuse? Then you will not leave this room alive.
1: <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. is wondering who's in charge now, okay. Yeah, Rosa's got complete control. The camera angle here and position of kleb sitting on the desk above tanya who is sitting in the chair demonstrates who is in charge again who has the power and lottie lenya pulls this off magnificently her body language voice face looking down at tatiana is all in perfect sync with the camera instructing tatiana that she will do anything uh, the man in the photo asks that's bond of course and if she f- refuses I love that. You'll not leave this well, room and alive.
1: Also notice the oh. baton she's got in her hand kind of points down at her crotch as she says this. <laughs> so, it, so it's kind of like oh wow. Like a, oh, okay. wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, the, uh, other, th- the, other, the other thing so I love about this look- is that cleb, she's get this like little smile on her face. And she kind of kind of telling yeah. us that she would relish in killing another if she had to.
0: Yeah, at that moment, she's saying you will not leave this room alive. Yeah, you're right. And it's not going to bother her a
1: bit. In fact, she might enjoy it. In the book, they talked about that she liked watching the torture. So that little smirk of a smile tells us all we need to know about how tough and ruthless Cleb is. And Lania pulls it off effortlessly.
0: All right, we're wondering how tough Cleb is or dedicated. This is it. This, This whole scene shows it. Her character type here is developed in the book and brought onto the screen, and she is a tough boss. Of course, Tatiana will obey Kleb's orders. <laughs> Once she agrees, and Kleb is really on a roll, she will tell Tatiana what to do, how to report to her, and to keep it quiet, not to tell any others. Remember, Tanya, of course, still thinks Kleb is working for the Russians. And Tanya talks
3: I will obey your orders good uh-huh. now these are your instructions you report to me here yes but the consulate security the man must not know that I'm in Istanbul this is classified far above his level I will say nothing to if anyone if you do you will be shot
1: <laughs> again that <laughs> baton hitting the hitting the back of Tatiana's Shut! chair instead of the desk I mean it's just it's very very powerful
0: I mean all of this is a symbol of of who's again in charge and and basically she's walking around tatiana's chair it's really a symbol like i can walk circles around you literally yeah, tatiana's head And tatiana's face forward and she's behind
1: her so she has no idea what's going on behind her
0: yeah right and tatiana of course agrees she's not gonna talk ah <laughs> uh, you'll be shot yeah him.
1: so this okay. to me was really Sorry, sophisticated man. acting on lania's mm-hmm. part i mean mm-hmm. and, and on a really high level because she's able to strike terror into tanya and also at the same time just reveal what a badass club is so very very cool scene
0: and we get a few more subtle sexual advances by kleb a hand on tanya's shoulder stroking tanya's hair all as she is telling tanya how fortunate she is to have such a delightful duty a labor of love as we say
3: come come my dear you are very fortunate to have been chosen for such a simple delightful duty a real labor of love
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go more sexual subtle sexual advances by club because her hands on tanya's shoulder it's stroking her hair all she's telling her this you yeah, know re- remember so, remember
1: in the book wow club can go either way sexually to get her job done she's going to do whatever she has to do and she told Tanya that her body belongs to the state. And that's how Kleb thinks. Yeah. And more book. importantly, how she acts. And by the way, she's acting here, she's telling Tatiana, this is the way it
0: is. Again, strong, strong acting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You say very strong acting. This is a, a really good scene to show us the power of Kleb and the power of Lania's acting. So this. You know, we're done with this scene now, but this was just an amazing scene to me.
0: Yeah. So from here, we cut the Bond and Sylvia Trench on their picnic together, and Cleb does not show up again until much later in the movie. So now we are only about 18 minutes or so into the movie, and Lottie Lena as Rosa Cleb has had a major role so far, setting up. Really, the rest of the movie. Another reason the character is in our spotlight in Lottie Lania as well. Now Bond is now getting his assignment, the gadget attache case, and his orders to go to Istanbul. Of course, Grant is to meet Cleb in Istanbul as well, so we get some shots of him as well.
3: Good work. Who can the Russians suspect but the British? The Cold War in Istanbul will not remain cold very much longer.
0: Yeah, we saw that Grant just killed an agent so that the Russians will suspect the British. He gets in another car with Kleb and she compliments him on this kill, as we just heard. She, again, is reviewing some papers in the back seat with Grant, and she has the thick glasses on again here. <laughs> okay. Her actions, words, and body language all say she is stern, in control of Grant.
1: And she's, she's in charge because Grant doesn't say a word. He doesn't even look at He's looking forward.
0: Again, like I said, from this point, we do not see Club again for quite a while. Grant's plan is in the works. She's managing it. And we get the train scene, one of the best scenes in any Bond movie. The boat chase is to begin as well. But first.
2: Three men were found dead on the train at Trieste. One of them was Grant. What have you to say, in number five? It was Club's choice. Her people failed.
3: It was your plan. They followed it implicitly.
2: Impossible. It was perfect
3: except for one thing they were
1: dealing with bond See you know now what's cool here is she looks at kronstein in this scene where when we saw them before in that room she would just kind of dart her eyes over here she actually looks at him as she's saying we followed your plan yeah. explicitly
0: we see kleb here again in, 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 as we said earlier he's in number one's office again with kronstein like she was in the very beginning and but bond has escaped the specter does not have the lecter so number 1 is not happy he's, he's questioning number 5 and as we heard Cronstein's saying it's it's club's fault club saying hey your plan i just executed your plan she doesn't want to piss off number 1 and neither does Kronstein. but one of them is pissing him off and it's like we yeah, don't you're know you can be fatal yeah <laughs> yeah the failure of the plan to get bond and the lecter is
1: Yeah, so we can see that as the scene progresses here, the tension rising in Club's face. I mean, her whole body looks very nervous and on edge here.
0: We saw that in the beginning in her first meeting with number one, and now we're seeing it again in the same office. And again, she's nervous. She's now out of her element of control and power. She's now (laughs) under number one's power and worried because the plan has not been working out. What have you to say to that, number three?
1: (laughs) I love when he asks her that. The look on her face, the way she raises that right hand up and begins to clutch her jacket lapel in her chest. I mean, it's a defensive move, and it's also, I think, a self-soothing move. And she now feels that she's on the hot seat.
0: Yeah. Yeah and we don't know we're watching this and we don't know what number one is thinking here then we see number one press the white button again just like we saw in the beginning of the movie when he let kranstein in his office but this time
2: bond is still alive and the lector is not yet in our possession i have already negotiated with russians to return it to them we've agreed a price and Spectre always delivers
0: what it promises. It's a great... Uh, it, it, it's it, not good for one of these guys.
1: Yeah, Mors and he comes in. They look very uncomfortable. I also like the way the camera kind of turns a little bit. It kind of goes off axis, yeah. which is telling you that something's up here.
0: Really, we're all wondering, now what? The first time you see the movie, right? Now what? Her expression and body language put us ill at ease because we are because of her acting, wondering what will happen next. She is standing there with her arms at her side, defenseless. That's that's the symbol of defenseless, right? Your arms are at your side. While Cronstein is holding his hat with both hands in front of him, so kind of protecting himself. So we don't know what's happening. And more as he enters, and number one is saying how much of a failure this was, and that Spectre always delivers, sweat is starting to develop on Cleb's <laughs> face, and she plays it off yeah, she- magnificently.
1: She She really does. So then we're going to see Morzeny click his shoes to release the blade on his right shoe. Now, what I love here is that this is something that we've even seen the Kingsman do a takeoff on, right? So it's kind of cool that this scene right here becomes a fairly important scene in spy movie history.
2: I warned you. We do not tolerate failure number three. You know the penalty. Yes, number one. Our rules are very simple. If you fail, <laughs>
1: now, she's sweating like crazy, but Kronstein isn't. He's yeah, just gross. sitting there looking a little confused, but she's really worried here. And it,
0: yeah. well, he addressed her, right? We don't yep, tolerate absolutely. number three, so right? she we thinks she's
1: it, you know This huh. is it for her. And she's probably questioning her decision to leave the Russians and join Spectre at this moment.
0: (laughs) I would at this point, yeah. (laughs) And then, um, I mean, and then,
1: you know, when number one says to her, you know, the penalty, Lenny's brilliant here, the way she kind of stutteringly says, yes, number one. I mean, her lips are quivering. There's perfect tension delivered to us. Her
0: lips are quivering.
1: Quickly. I mean, it's a small quiver of the lips. It's not a huge thing, but it's there. The fear is there. We see it. And then number one says our rules are simple. If you fail, and then we know Kronstein gets kicked and dies here in 12 seconds. So all this time you're thinking she's going. And so it's it's a nice little twist there.
0: Yeah, and I love when number one turns to number three to Cleb again, and in a small gesture, she retrieves a handkerchief from her pocket and starts wiping her upper lip. I mean, this is a powerful little simple move, like, oh, my God, I I survived this one. And in response, she quickly snaps her handkerchief down and is at attention and says, (laughs) yes, sir. (laughs) That, you know, we don't expect any other failures. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Oh, man. I'd be questioning whether I should have left. I should
1: 12
2: seconds. One day we must invent a faster working venom. Number three. Yes. I do not wish to have to tell the Russians that there will be another delay.
3: There will be no delay. Number one,
1: there's still time. There's still time. (laughs) That's great. I mean, and the thing is, it's so in character for her. So like in her first meeting yep. with number one and throughout so consistently performed by Lania, we've got to be in awe in the way we pay attention to all the brilliant acting she does every step of the way. She sucks us in.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep, That's absolutely. She in our so spotlight. it's just
1: really, really good. All right. So now we're going to fast yeah. forward again in the movie because we don't see her again until the, you know, we have the big boat yep. chase cool. and all of that uh, escaping to to Venice. Mm-hmm. And then we get the final curtain call for Rosa Klebb. So Pran and Tanya escape to Venice, and with, with the, the lector, lector, right? And they're in they're in their hotel room, yeah. and it looks like they're getting ready to leave, but this lector is still in its original case.
0: That baffled me. Well, what, What's the first thing you and I would do? We change the case so it didn't look like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want to make it obvious, right? <laughs> but 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 anyways, yeah. this this it, we're in the room. The lecture case is open. And we now, we, you know, we as Bond Vans, we know what's going on here. This is this is Rosa Kleb's Swan Song here. And this is what happens. Hello,
3: Mr. Si,
2: prego. And also uh, get me the British console.
1: So now you would think that Bond would know who Klebb was, right? If she was really a number three inspector. But she she walks in. Yeah.
0: But she's a new she's a new defector from from uh from Russia. He may have known yeah, it but from Russia. But, but in maybe any case, not he's
1: he's she's the maid walking in, he's on the phone, he gives her almost no yeah. attention, which could be a fatal flaw of yeah. James Bond's here. But she is Cleb, yeah. And she just comes in and she's you know, she's gonna do her maid business here. And Bond isn't aware of her identity. I mean, he's thinking the mission is done. We've had our, our little tryst here in, in Venice and we're getting ready to leave. Yeah. As he's getting himself ready, Rose is there acting as a maid, cleaning things up. Remember we said the lector case was open. Bond seems, sees Cleb, but her back is to him as she's tidying something up and he's like, oh wait, I've got to close this lector thing. So he does close the lector case. And I don't, I don't know why, but for some reason he turns it towards the door and then exits into another room in their suite. Yeah. And and so I, I love the way Bond, it, it, it surprised me that he closed the lecture case there because when she walked in, he's, he's kind of thinking she's just a mean, you know, meaningless to him. She's just a maid doing her job and she doesn't look back at Bond either. Yeah. So this interaction of them ignoring each other was great. <laughs> right because there is no she does not let on to him and he's oblivious to the fact of who yeah. who she is
0: to him she was just a maid. she was just like oh okay you're cleaning the room whatever he yep. thought the mission was done he got the lector he's got tanya all good all right but it's a bond movie okay so
1: <laughs> since it's a bond movie kleb decides now as bond leaves to take some action and she grabs the lector case. <laughs> But as luck would have it, this phone rings. And so then she goes along pretending she's dusting as Bond re-enters the room because the phone's ringing. And what's what's really nice about this is in the other parts of this movie, she's playing either a little bit scared when she's in front of number one, totally in control when she's with Grant and Tatiana. But here, she's playing a Mm -hmm. maid She's she's playing this thing as she's not in control of anything. I'm just a maid here doing my job.
0: Yeah. Club still thinks that uh, Tatiana, Tanya, is on that's, her that's side. That's
1: true. But you've got, you've got...
0: Yeah, so she, yeah. she has she's an But She's also
1: walking here. through... You know, but she's also there, and Bond comes in with a shoulder holster and a gun. If you're a maid, that might put you off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and when he, get, when he gets to the phone yeah. this yeah. time... This is when Cleb really kicks it up.
2: Yes. Oh, Mr. Maxwell, please. James Bond. James, we will miss the plane, and we will... Hello, Paul. Bond here. Just to tell you, we're off in a few minutes, and I want to thank you for everything.
1: So she kicks it into high gear because Tanya walks in the room, and this interaction between the two of them is outstanding because Bond, again, oblivious to anything going on, Tanya walks in and notices Kleb, and Kleb just really sternly, like she puts her hand up to her mouth, like "shh," you know, you don't, you don't say a word. Yeah, yeah, right. And her eyes, which we've seen dart before, are darting towards Bond to make it sh- to let Tanya know she better cooperate. I mean, this was really well done. She's stern. She's in com- Yeah, again, she's in command no here. Like you say, no words. Yeah. She doesn't know what Tanya's real plans are. And in fact, I'm not sure Tanya really knows either at this instant. And Kleb expects Tanya to help her, of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, uh, all of this, Bond's thinking the poor is going to come up for the bags. And she tries to, Kleb tries to take the elector. He says, no, no, I'll we'll leave that. I'll take it. And so on. So all this stuff is happening simultaneously. Bond is oblivious to her being Kleb and doesn't know what's really going to happen. So she finally pulls a gun on Bond. And Bond is still on the phone. He stares at her. Kleb, he says. Like you said, what? he knows her. He knows Kleb. You didn't recognize her all this time. Yeah, yeah maybe you weren't paying attention, whatever. Okay, that's fine, but ee, now you know. Hey, leave that. I'll tell you. Huh? Oh, no.
1: So Cleb pulls a gun on Bond, but he's still on the phone, but he stares at her and then the recognition. Kleb, he says. Yeah. So
2: many times.
0: Hello, hello. Clap.
1: So he finally pays attention, and and I just love this because it took her pointing a gun at him for him to finally look at her. I mean, isn't James Bond supposed to be the cream of the crop? I mean, he's an MI six agent. He's it. <laughs> uh,
0: That's why he was. Yeah, set for and the, for he this, doesn't right.
1: recognize Mission. her earlier yeah. when she walks in the room. I mean, it, it was a nice made outfit she was wearing, and. The wig, hairband thing she was wearing changed her appearance, but I thought agents were supposed to be aware of their surroundings.
0: Yeah, it only took him five seconds of her having the gun on him before he realized. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And anyway, (laughs) Clap looks like she means business, but as we've said a million times in our podcast, just shoot him. Why doesn't she? Why doesn't she just shoot him? Shoot him right there and then. Yeah,
0: his hands are up in the air. She has the gun on him. The lecture's right there. She's
1: got what she needs. And yeah. she can take Bond out, which is part of the mission. And she's just staring yeah. at him.
0: Yeah, so she directs Bond to hang up the phone, gets his arms up, and like we said, without a word, all, all this like with boom, 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 with her hands and the gun and so on. When he hangs up, his arms are up, and Kanye opens the door. is reassuringly looking at Bond, though, a couple of times, telling him with her eyes and her head that, yeah, I didn't set this up kind of thing. So it was well done.
1: So, yeah, I agree with you. This really was well done. And I like it when a character does and portrays what they want without saying a word here. Because he was initially on the phone, so she didn't want whoever he was talking to to realize she was there. But after he hung up the phone, why didn't she say anything? She didn't need to. She can speak English, but Lottie Lenny does a great job here with the acting. But What were the script writers thinking? Again, just shoot him. I mean, she's got that gun on him for like a minute. I
0: mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shoot him. Shoot him. All right. So Tanya delays a bit opening the door.
1: Romanova, the door. Romanova! Yeah. And, and I love how, as Tanya delays going to open the door, the club screams at her. And that stern Romanov. Yeah i'm in control i'm in control she was consistent with this one she's talked that way before to tanya right Mm -hmm. if you do you will be shot, right again really stern stuff i'm not messing around i control you i mean you just have to love the way she delivers
0: this and then tatiana opens the door reluctantly of course because she had to be yelled at twice he had to be yelled at to open it and kleb takes bond's gun from his holster and throws it on the floor In control again. I'm in control. So far, number one would be proud. (laughs) You can see the tension, though, in Cleb's face. Her lips and mouth are drawn down. She doesn't take her eyes off Bond, not even for a second. She hands the Um, the case to Just shoot him?
1: Why did you take his gun from him? One squeeze of that trigger, the gun you're holding, you don't have a problem anymore. Yeah. Mission accomplished.
0: You you could kill him. You'd kill him even with his gun in his holster. It'd be fine. (laughs) When Tanya's out in the hall, though, Kleb starts to close the door, and there is a little squeak again to add to the tension, like in his symbol. Per- perhaps to muffle some of the sound from the gun when she shoots, and that's why she's closing the door, maybe if she ever shoots the dang gun. And there's a slight smile on her face, more of a smirk, like, <laughs> I got you, and Elector, finally. Uh, yeah. So this is the final showdown. So Bond looks helpless, and for the first time... <laughs> For Bond now, a woman is going to save the day for him. Tanya re-enters, knocking the gun out of Cleb's hand, and the final showdown now here begins.
1: Yeah, oh. and the, the, the thing about this is her in a, her mission was twofold, to get the lector and to kill Bond. She's seemingly yeah. rejoicing the fact she she's going to get out of there with the lector. It's almost like she's forgetting to kill Bond.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, she was going to. She intended to. I don't know, know that she was intended.
1: Enough. You couldn't
0: and tell. So, Ah, nah, she's got the gun on him. She's closing the door. Yeah, she's going to kill him, but she should have done it sooner, like you said. All right. Kleb looks surprised when Tanya pushed the gun out of her hand and, and attacked her. So Kleb immediately goes to her backup plan. Hey, she's got a backup plan. Always have a backup plan. Yeah, since you didn't right? just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't shoot you, so now what? She clicks the shoe blade, like the shoe blade Morincy used to kill Cronstein. Coming out of the toe of her shoe, Bond quickly pulls up a chair to hold off Cleb. That's clever, like a lion tamer pushing back a lion. It's a battle. He could go either way. We don't know yet. Cleb gets close once or twice to kicking Bond in the leg, but misses. And we know it only takes 12 seconds to kill you. So she's punching, kicking, grunting. Her sounds are great here, as it sounds like she's really struggling. Great body movement, action, and sound. So finally, we don't know what Tanya's going to do. We kind of think she's on Bond's side, right? But uh, who knows? She's going back and forth, aiming the gun left and right. So maybe give us, maybe the audience, a doubt as to who she will really shoot. Finally, she shoots Kleb dead. Not a bad shot for someone who's not a field agent dealing with guns all the time. I thought she was pretty good.
1: But Tanya took action. She just shot her, right? And if Cleb had taken action, <laughs> she'd be in a water taxi right now. Right. And I love the yeah, way nice. that Lada Lenya has her death scene here. Her face, her scream, her arms flailing in the air as she slides down the wall. I mean, just a fantastic death yeah. scene that wasn't overplayed, but showed everything.
0: Yeah. And her mouth was agape the whole way down, sliding down the wall. She's dead.
1: And Tanya says, Horrible woman. <laughs> and Bond responds, Yes, she's had her kicks.
0: So number one won't have to bother killing number three for failing. Oh, <laughs> well, that was convenient. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that was that was nice, huh? All right. Now, in the novel by Fleming, of course, Rosa Klebb gets the better of Bond. She first uses poison tip knitting needles to try to kill Bond. But when Bond uses the chair, as he did in the movie, to pin her against the wall, Bond thinks he got her. He had knocked the needles away in comes renee mathis and others to take kleb away when kleb releases the blade in her shoe and kicks bond the blade retracts and both bond and renee thought it was just a kick in the shins but bond started to feel numbness had a hard time breathing and fell to the floor and that's how the novel ends we do not know if bond is and, alive and or the interesting
1: dead in thing the to novel. me here is fleming wasn't sure if he was going to kill bond off he was getting tired of bond at this point yeah.
0: Yeah, like maybe, no time like, to die, like, right? Uh, but like, so, yeah, like uh Sir yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle. Ex- exactly. And so
1: right. it but. to me, the fact that in the novel they leave it we're not sure what's happened to Bond. Does he die? It's not a cliffhanger in the movie because they know they're gonna do no. another Bond movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it would have been I think it would have been good if they had done that in No Time to Die, actually, even leaving it as a cliffhanger. But they didn't. But here in the movie, of course, throughout Linnea, Lottie Lena's performance, you can see the greatness of her acting through the delivery of her lines when in command and when she's tremendously worried, take talking to number one, through her facial expressions, body language, and gestures. Fantastic throughout all of her scenes. Absolutely. Absolutely stunning. And her character is critical to the story and Lottie Lena added to the depth of From Russia With Love with her magnificent portrayal of Rosa Klebb and deserves to be in our character spotlight, we kick our shoes off to Lottie oh, Lania. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a quick little background on Lottie Lania. Now, when Lottie Lania portrayed Rosa Kleb here, she was at the tail end of her acting career. She was born October 18th, 1898, in Vienna Penzing, Austria Hungary, now Austria, as Carolyn Wilhelmine Charlotte Blommeyer. She began using her stage name Lottie Lania when she moved to Zurich, Switzerland where she studied dance. She was just over five foot tall. She did lots of stage work in Germany as well, with groundbreaking performances and plays by both Kurt Weill and Bertolt Brecht. She won a Tony Award in 1957 for a role as Jenny in a Broadway production of The Three Penny Opera. And Lania had an Academy Awards nomination for Best Supporting Actress for a role as Contessa Magna Terbili-Gazales, Vivian Leigh's friend in the Roman Spring of Mrs. Stone.
1: This movie and acting career, I mean, she definitely was an accomplished actress, and it shows in From Russia with Love.
0: Yeah, her career stretches from 1931 through 1980. And so, she. You know, she was married to Kurt Weil. And the Bobby Darin's version of the song, "Mac the Knife, written by Lottie Lainey's husband, Kurt Vile, mentions her by name. If you recall some of the lyrics in there, her name is in the song, "Mac the Knife.
1: And actually, that's one of those trivia questions you'll sometimes see. In fact, we asked this question. Who was mentioned and what what yeah, actor right. from a Bond movie is mentioned in the song, Mack the Knife?
0: She passed away in 1981. Fantastic actor, Lottie Lania. Deserves to be in our character spotlight. All right, that's a wrap. Lada Ilina gave us a memorable performance as Rosa kleb in From Russia with Love. This has been Dan and Tom from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Please subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app and on our YouTube channel as well. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you spending time with us.